Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is Bob Mendelson, and this is the Bob's Your Uncle podcast. That music is the Italian Symphony by Felix Mendelssohn, his fourth symphony. We enjoy hearing that each week in season one of the podcast. Today we're going to speak about guns and the almost daily killing of people in the United States. How does this play out? Thanks for joining me for this Bob's Your Uncle podcast season one, episode 18. Of note, the opinions are strictly my own and those of any of my guests. You can now find us and comment directly to us wherever you get your podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple iTunes, the list goes on. We have a lot of topics to discuss, and even so, on the Bob's Your Uncle podcast, you are part of the show. We want to see and hear you, so send us a message on Facebook, Instagram, uh, send me a video, stop by and visit with me. Let's see what we can do. We'll talk about pickleball again even next week. Country music, wars, and rumors of wars. Let's see where the spirit takes us. Whether you're at home, online, on the road with me in your headset at the gymnasium, or out for your evening constitutional, wherever you get your podcasts, that's where we will be. Thanks for being with us for these 18 minutes. Amanda McInnes is both my travel agent and the sponsor of this podcast, and it will help all three of us if you book your next trip with her, including hotel and flights and all things tourist. Good morning, Amanda. Let me ask, are there any good deals on Australian travel just now, and would it help our listeners if they jump on these straight away? So it's great that you've asked, Bob, as there's actually some amazing deals out at the moment. We've got Sydney to Perth on the WA promo, which is Western Australia with Virgin Australia. They have one-way fares from $129 from Sydney to Perth, and they have multiple travel dates available, which is super exciting. Now, even though I've been here for many years, I've never been to WA, so I might have to drop, jump onto this sale and get in and get a photo with a quokka on Rottnest Island. I love the quokka. Now, what about travel insurance? Uh, Is that a good idea just now? Well, I always take an annual policy. And one of the reasons I do that is because I expect the unexpected, especially with children. So even with a couple of recent domestic holidays to Melbourne, we've had to cancel just because of kids. Uh, And that's one of the biggest perks, I guess, of travel insurance is making sure you're covered for the unexpected. So while it might seem like an additional cost at the outset, it's definitely worth it in case anything pops up that you would not have foreseen. How can people reach you so the easiest way to reach me is bit.ly that's b-i-t full stop l-y slash amanda a-m-a-n-d-a 365 bit.ly amanda 365 that's a great way to reach you thank you for uh everything you do for this podcast and for me personally appreciate (laughs) you're so welcome have a great night see you later
Historical Marker of the Week. On this date in history, 28 June, look out a total of four events of note. In 1389, the Ottomans defeat the Serbian army in the bloody Battle of Kosovo, opening the way for the Ottoman conquest of southeastern Europe and the final removal of the Byzantines, the former Eastern Roman Empire. In 1846, on this date, the saxophone was patented by Antoine Joseph Adolf Sachs. In 1880, the Australian bush ranger Ned Kelly was captured at Glen Rowan. And finally, on this date in 1919, the Treaty of Versailles was signed, ending World War I, the war to end all wars, they said, and establishing the League of Nations. Of course, this war didn't end any wars and only introduced the bloodiest century on our planet, and that's the historical marker of the week. The Supreme Court is the highest court in the United States. Last week they handed down some controversial opinions which now are fixed as law until the legislature of any state or the feds overturn their opinion. One of those decisions was about guns and carrying guns anywhere in the United States. I put up a comment on my Facebook the other day asking, first thoughts, guns, go. And I was not really surprised, but disappointed in an awful lot of comments. One said, lock and load, be ready. Another said, slight, sorry, he said, sight alignment, sight picture, center, mass. Another said that it's not the guns, but the people that use them. More gang-related gun violence every weekend in Chicago than mass shootings. But then there were people saying, guns must go. And another saying, unnecessary. And then another saying, thank God I live in Australia and I don't need to worry about my kids being massacred at school. Then people threw on statistics about how many murders per 100,000 people had taken place last year, this year, next year. All the while, I'm shaking my head because I keep thinking that there's got to be some sense in all this senselessness. There's got to be someone who says, I don't know that any normal Joe Ordinary, whether a farmer, a rancher, or a fellow walking down Fifth Avenue in New York City needs to have a semi-automatic weapon that shoots more than 10 bullets in a round in a, in a moment. Look, I've held a gun once. Once my dad had brought back a Luger from Germany when he was over there, when he was fighting in World War II. He fought in Alsace-Lorraine. He brought back a German Luger. I held it once in the garage. It was very heavy. I had no idea what to do with it, nor did I want to know what to do with it. Oh, I'd grown up watching Roy Rogers and Dale Evans or Chuck Connors as the Rifleman and where all the good guys wore the white hats, of course, and they were on Bonanza or Maverick and they seemed to always win and shoot just the right people at the right time. Oh, then there were the crime shows 
where people always shot once and killed a guy and they just rolled over. But that's not what we're seeing in the world. That's certainly not what I, as an American, am embarrassed about. As I look, oh, okay, worldwide, there are more than 500 people a day dying due to handguns. 44% of homicides involve gun violence. And in the United States alone, last year, 39,000 people died. More than half of those were suicide. They died from guns and gun violence and lack of gun control. But what really gets us is the mass shootings. A mass shooting is where there are more than, uh, greater than or equal to four people dying. More than three die at a time. 156 in a seven-year period uh, until 2016. 848 people died in those 156 mass shootings. But public mass shootings are less than 1% overall of all the deaths. But maybe you feel, felt it. Maybe I, I know certainly my family did. When we watched the school shootings, at Columbine on the 20th of April, that's Hitler's birthday. In 2012, at Sandy Hook with 20 kids and six adults at a primary school. Or what about in Orlando at the nightclub in 2016? Or Parkland where 17 died? Or last week or last month when those kids died in Uvalde, Texas? It just pains us. It doesn't seem right. Somebody should stop it. I mean, those guys didn't go in in Buffalo, New York and shoot black people with a handgun, but rather with a semi-automatic. I don't know. There's something that says that's just out of bounds. Oh, they cite the Second Amendment about uh, the, the regulations and that government can't take our guns. And some of the people commented on my Facebook in that regard. But what's wrong with asking for background checks? What's wrong with a slight delay to calm people from the, the, the sad, instant, knee-jerk reaction of I'm going to go shoot and kill and maim? And then what about all the kids in Uvalde, Texas, who did survive? What about their mental health? What's going to happen to them as they experience loss? How do we define that? The Pew study, Pew is a, is a great source of comment, and um, they really do a good job in surveying the world. They showed in the United States that there's a great divide, and I guess we, we weren't unaware of that, that Republicans, 72% of them want less restrictions about where a person can carry a gun. Democrats said they only had 20%. 66% of Republicans want to allow teachers to pack, that is to carry a gun. Democrats only wanted 24% of them only wanted such. But it's even worse. In banning assault weapons, the Democrats, 83% were in favor, 37% of Republicans. Creating a federal database to monitor where those guns are are and where they're going. 43% of Republicans said yes. 86% of Democrats said yes. 
it looks like we have two countries in the United States. I'm not sure that we don't have two countries in every country. I talk to people still in Ukraine about the war that's continuing, that Putin is pouring on, not with handguns, but with assault weapons and bombs, with tanks. I think, when is it going to end? When are people actually going to sit down and talk? When are people going to get along together? I don't want to sound like Rodney King, but I also don't want to sound like a, a military, uh, let's go kill everybody who doesn't agree with us. It just doesn't make sense. I think of Yeshua a lot in this. And what would he say? What would Yeshua do in light of, or in the darkness of, this harshness, this hostility, this abundant binary reality of you believe this and I hate you and you stand for that and I hate you for that. Mass shootings, children dying. Can't we just find a solution? Look, I know that in the U.S., 40% of Americans say that there's at least one gun in their house. 30% of them said they personally own at least one gun. And that number has increased during the COVID pandemic. Okay, self-defense. That was the argument that the Supreme Court came up with in their decision about the New York uh, circumstance. They, they cited an old law, and then they, uh, after reviewing, here's what they said, the Anglo-American history of public carry, the court concludes that respondents have not met their burden to identify an American tradition justifying New York's proper cause requirement. Apart from a few late 19th century outlier jurisdictions, American governments simply have not broadly prohibited the public carry of commonly used firearms for personal defense, nor have they generally required law-abiding, responsible citizens to demonstrate a special need for self-protection distinguishable from that of the general community to carry arms in public. That is merely point six of what the Supreme Court identified as why they were overturning the lower court's decisions. My sister said, oh no, it feels like the Wild West. And I, I echo her sounds. And I worry what people will do in California and New York when they carry their guns like they carry their mobile phones. Look, there are plenty of good people who've been well-trained. I remember being in a church in Lumberton, uh, near Lumberton, Texas, and both the pastor and his father, who had been the pastor, were packing uh, on a Sunday morning service. We had our hands lifted, singing praises to the Lord, and I looked over and saw on their waist the holster and their gun. And they were telling me that they'd both been Marines, they both knew how to handle a weapon, and they didn't want anyone coming in and ruining 
the church service. I, I totally get that. But I'm wondering about people who aren't well-trained. Look, in Israel, the teachers at school field trips carry an Uzi. Mind you, they've all been in the military. They know how to handle a weapon. They know when and when not to use it. When is the world going to not agree with me? When are they going to agree with each other that we've got to have sense in this gun-mad world? Every week we read from the bestseller number one of all times, the Bible. And this week is no exception. We read from the Gospel of Matthew chapter 10. Yeshua said this, And don't fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Do you have a comment or question? Do you agree with us? Hit us up on bobmendo at aol.com or on the podcast wherever you're reaching. This week we have five good reviews from the USA. Megan wrote, I'm impressed by your pod. And from here in Australia, love that travel lady you have on the show. One from Anonymous on Apple iTunes. Love this show. Mark in the U.S. wrote, I love the Bob's Your Uncle podcast. The Groundskeeper episodes were great. And Judy said those were her favorites also. Don't forget to follow or subscribe to the podcast and hit like as well. We can use all the good speak we can get. Don't forget to book all your travel needs with Amanda McInnes at travelpartners.com.au. Next week, I'm going to talk with my old friend Tony Morgan up in Newcastle. He and I were part of the folks who launched Pickleball here in New South Wales and really in Australia. He's a film and television actor, a father of three, a Kiwi with a gentle heart. You'll want to hang out with him once you meet him. Until then, from me, Bob Mendelson, when things seem bleak or uncertain, look up to God. He's in his heaven, and Bob's your uncle. Shalom from Sydney. Sydney.